nowadays, it's not like you're going to be sticking a needle in your butt. They have supplements and pills that you could take. That's probably the same as HGH. I honestly would like someone to call in and tell me, no, 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 not me. I wouldn't do that. There's no studies that prove that HGH is bad for you, but I wouldn't touch it. It's morally wrong. No thanks. I don't care how much money I'd make. Honestly, Steve. You're I mean, right. You're we right. look at ourselves in the mirror. If it was morally wrong, if it entailed you hurting some innocent people, that's different. I don't think I would do that. But if it's me using something that doctors do, in fact, prescribe, and maybe without a prescription or whatever it is, using to increase my earning potential for myself and my family, yes, I would use. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line 502-384-1450. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, a lot of different topics we're getting into this morning. I'm I'm shocked by your honesty there. You expect me to lie? No, it's just it's hard for me to sit here and admit that I that I do something. Some people like that. struggle with 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 uh, you know coming out I'm, and saying things like that. Test, That's okay. Everybody's testing everybody's really working strict, through their own issues. That's okay. If testing was really strict, would you would you try to beat the Avo- testing? Would you try to have? Would I try to avoid fake- getting caught? Yeah. Any other questions? What if they? What if uh, NFL season they test five times a year? You, I mean, if it wasn't hurting anyone, yes, I would use uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, if especially if I thought everybody else was, or if I knew everybody else was, right? Yeah. Or I, I don't know. Maybe I'd become kind of like in cycling, discouraged, and I would quit, quit the sport. Yeah. I mean, seriously, at what percent, is, Steve? You're a lifelong baseball fan. In the year 2000, what percentage of Major League Baseball players do you think used some performance-enhancing drugs that would be considered illegal in a court? Maybe not, My guess maybe would... not yet banned by Major League Baseball in 2000, but what percentage of players used a performance-enhancing drug that in a court of law would be considered illegal? I'd say... Uh... Any point in the career, in their career, just one time, I'd say upwards of ninety five percent. I'd. But what about but that five percent then? Who's that five percent? What I kind of know. idiots are those? But at the same time, I think the guys that did it on a regular basis, daily, year in year out, was extremely high, ninety percent or more. I'm, I'm of the belief that Major League Baseball at that time, only if you weren't doing performance-enhancing drugs, you, you were in the minors. Yeah, but, but I bet the minors is even more competitive because, then, right. because then you get into a, a degree of um, actually, you know, desperation. You might get cut. You might, well, maybe I have to go try to become an insurance agent again. I know that's no fun. My wife's expecting. I mean, that, that brings into uh, factor a whole different element, right? Yeah. I mean, actual poverty maybe comes in. You talk about the NFL practice squad and things like that. that oh, that's even that's more. Cutthroat. That's much worse than the minor league baseball system, in my, from my perspective. Um, now, I'm not saying that NFL necessarily has the same participation rates that baseball had. I don't really know. I'm not claiming to know the certain rates. I think baseball, for the past 50 or 75 years, greenies, so amphetamines, have been used. 
in their coffee. I mean, if you read any books that have anything to do with it, if, you, if you're interested and you want to look into it, amphetamines usage was and still is rampant in Major League yeah. Baseball. Back I in mean, the day, they just have bowls of it in the locker room. Yeah. And, and, and now there's prescriptions. There's different types of ways to legally do it. Yeah. I heard an interview on the Adam Carolla podcast with Lenny Dykstra from two days ago. And say what you will about Dykstra. He's been actually charged with fraud, and he did some time in prison. So question his credibility all you want. I don't think he's lying about the amphetamine usage. Yeah. I, maybe he is. I don't know. Same with uh, Jose Canseco, Same right? With, he discussed that book. People thought... He was crazy. He was making stuff up. He was right about everybody that he said. How many lawsuits have came out of that book against Jose Canseco? Zero. Zero. Zero people have said, well, and he named all sorts of names. Yeah, people thought he was crazy when he said Manny Ramirez. Definitely juicing. What was it? A couple months later, he got busted. In hindsight, how silly was that for people to go, Manny Ramirez? No way. He is a... uh, He's a pure beacon hitter. of uh, morality. I'm not saying he's a horrible person. One of the best pure hitter, power hitters ever, right? Yeah. He would have, what, 130, 140 RBIs all the time, him and Ortiz. Put, he had one of the sweetest swings. It just it looked natural. Oh, he was a natural, wasn't he? Yeah. He wasn't the best fielder. No, comical fielder. Yeah. I mean, he would have streaks where he didn't – he wasn't horrible, but then he would – ball would bounce off his head or something and – he looked like he didn't care. He was a, di- I don't know. He, his interest level at times was very minimal in the sport. But when you got him up there and he was the, uh, you know, the three, four punch with him and Ortiz, three, four spot in the lineup. I mean, that's about as tough of a, uh, for a pitcher as it gets. Yeah. So this, this era, PEDs from 1980 to, 2010, how do, how do you judge who gets into the Hall of Fame? Is it just if you've been caught, you can't get in? If there's been rumors about you, you can't? If you're a nice guy, you can. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I'm, Ortiz it, is probably going to get in. Yeah. Well, there's been rumors. We, we discussed a couple weeks ago the, the implications if that happens because he will be the first guy whose name – has has at, he he failed the drug test? It kind of seems he, like in two thousand three. Now it was before they outlawed everything within the sport, but he failed a drug test for performance enhancing drugs. Mike Piazza got in. I, there was a lot of rumors. Yeah, he was on one of the dirtiest teams. Dykstra was out there. Yeah, so the Mets team, right? It seems it kind of seems like the media has a lot to do with it. Oh, the media has... We uh, love Ortiz, Piazza, but Bonds, he was a punk to the media. Media hated him. Yeah. No, you, you say it seems like the media has a lot to do with it. It's the baseball... Well, they vote ri- on it. Yeah, yeah, it's the baseball writers who determine. Yeah. So the, the prestige of the Hall of Fame is a, a debatable topic. Um, I think it's... On that note, it's a shame to me that I know he broke the rules, but Barry Bonds will not get in the Hall of Fame. Probably the best player ever. Of our generation. Certainly without of our, a doubt. Yeah, Babe Ruth of his generation. Best player I've ever seen. Oh, there's no question about that. He was, you take out his years, you just use his years with the Pirates, and he's one of the best baseball players Yeah, he ever. had three MVPs before he even 
we don't know when he started using. Yeah, but, but you can look at his body. Yeah, when he blew up, he blew up. But there's people out there who say the smallest, tiny shortstops were using. I can see that. And and using is such a, a debatable term too, because the greenies, the amphetamines that I mentioned, that people don't say, "Oh, he's jacked up on greenies, amphetamines," so so he's huge. No, it's just a lot of times that know. means you're small. So, uh, what, what's the definition of using? What means you're in? What means you're out? Completely up in the air. Completely up to the riders, and will always be uh, uh, an area of debate. I mean, there's there's uh, only a certain amount of guys who get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I bet you there's already a lot of guys in there that have used performance enhancing drugs. I don't think you're going out on a limb at all. There's people who've admitted. I mean, greeny usage and amphetamine. So if we're going just off amphetamines, yes, I bet like maybe half of them or something used. But, or more. I don't know. It's supposedly one of, like up there with cycling with one of the most dirtiest cultures of using in all of sports. So the amphetamines is okay. It's just the HGH and I need clarification. Yes, because Fedra, that type of stuff. You ask, I need some clarification too, because there's some guys that have great numbers that aren't going to get in. Or that have never been caught. Did Bonds ever test positive for anything? I don't think so, no. But there was a lot of evidence. He was named in... A-Rod, his first time, he didn't test positive. He was named in that report, mm-hmm. that biogenesis report. He didn't test positive. Mm-hmm. So they could bust you just on... Suspicion. Word of mouth, yeah. It's a very inexact science, and... As much as we tear down the selection process and the voting process of these writers, it's still a topic. If it, if it didn't matter and it was irrelevant, Pete Rose would not care. Uh, David Ortiz, when asked about it, he would not be so passionate about it. Uh, the fact that he's going to be hands down the most frequently used designated hitter in the history of the sport to make it. Um, in the, when people question that, his viability as a defensive fielder and in, in whether or not that excludes him from eligibility. When you ask him about it, he's very passionate about it. Why does he care so much? It's because eras, it's difficult to compare eras throughout the sport, and the players care and the writers and the fans care. So as much as people are either, maybe they're not fans of baseball, the Hall of Fame matters. Yeah. I was showing you the top 10 list. They had an article online where they ranked the 100 best players of all time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take into account, they didn't drop people based on performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, no, I like that. That, that to me, is more, I mean... They, top, had, they had Bonds, what, fourth? I think so, yep. Ruth was one. It's definitely hard to compare eras, though. Very different. Because I don't think Babe Ruth could pitch and be, be a successful pitcher in this day and age. But what are we... When we're evaluating greatness, what is it we're saying? Are we transferring people between No, you can, it's decades? too hard to do that, yeah. I think. So, you can maybe do decades that are next to each other, but not 1918. How good would Bill Russell be in 2016 NBA, in his prime? Who would he be comparable to? I don't to? know. It's too hard. It's just a, a different era. If you had to guess. The big that. man's phased out. If you had to guess. He was a lefty, I think, right? He was a good passer. He was a good rebounder, good shot blocker. New Orleans Noel. Yeah. Maybe something like that. And that may be a stretch. Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502 384 1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. I'm Kelly Patrick. This is Steve Driver. We are on 1450 WXVW.
We are the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville, Southern Indiana market. We appreciate you joining us every Sunday from 9 to 11. We talk about all things in the world of sports. If you want to call in, get in on some Olympics previews, um, talk about NFL preview, anything you want to talk about. A little bit of a dead period for the local sports scene, but we can always talk college football. We can always talk college basketball. We want to hear what it is you're interested in this morning. 502-384-1450. Steve and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Talking all things in the world of sports. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside my man Steve Driver. Got plenty of topics to get to this morning. The good news is we are a sports radio talk show, and we like talking about sports. So even if it's a dead period here in the local sports scene, you don't have to do much arm twisting to get me to talk about sports at any time. Under any state of mind. I had a couple drinks, maybe. I can talk sports. Have I had a couple drinks this morning? No. But you, know, but you I, are using PEDs. But I am currently using PEDs. No. <clears throat> Top stories across the world of sports on the national, the United States sports landscape right now would probably involve a Major League Baseball talk. I know that some of our listeners may tune out when they hear baseball. Perfectly fine by me. I'm sorry. If you're not a baseball fan, that's okay. You don't have to be. We're a sports talk radio show. Do what you will. Top store, top teams right now across the major leagues are all in the National League as far as wins. The Giants were holding strong as the, the winningest team in baseball for a couple weeks recently. As of right now, the Nationals, Cubs, and the San Francisco Giants, all three have 58 wins. You know, speaking of the Nationals, okay. not, not to throw you off topic, sure. but how often do we talk about who's the best player in baseball? Who is that argument usually between? Kelly, who would you say? Right now, I would say it's probably um, Mike Trout and, well, positional players. Who else, though? Mike Trout and um, Bryce Harper, probably, as far as yeah. positional players. We bring pitchers For, into it. That's a different conversation. I would say it's those two right now in 2016. Yeah, I was looking at some of their numbers. Um, Harper had an unbelievable year last year. But I think overall, he kind of gets over overhyped a lot. You, St- still a very good player, but career numbers versus Trout, I, I don't even think it's close. Really? If yeah. you're looking at Bryce Harper's numbers this year, I've noticed he's 
really down. His, his batting average right now is down to 245. So last year he went off, you know, hit 330, 42 home runs. OPS was unbelievable. But besides that, he's his highest career average in five years was 274, besides the 330. He hit 270, 274, 273, 245. OPS is always half, you know, pretty solid. Still a young player, but he's hurt a lot. I just, when you compare him to Trout, who is one year older, Trout's numbers are crushing his. Am I crazy to think that Bryce Harper's overrated? Well, if you're going based on his season last year, out of 162 games, he played 153. He batted 330 on base percentage, just 460, which is good. And also, might I I add that two years in a row, voted by his peers, he has been voted the most overrated player in baseball. Even last year? Yes. Wow. So I don't I don't know if that voting has taken place this year, but over the last two years, which is you'd think it'd be crazy last year because he played so well. Maybe he's just not a likable guy, which I'm not saying that you have to be to be su- successful. He's a little baseball. cocky, right? That's yeah. his persona. Yeah. Tell our listeners because to some of our listeners who are still tuned in, and we appreciate you, uh, Bryce Harper has spearheaded what I would describe as a campaign, pro-baseball campaign, saying it's okay to be cocky, it's okay to wear your hat a certain way and to be a little fashionable and to try to rock the boat into, uh, you know, not to be as cookie-cutter as some of the boring baseball players out there. And he's gotten some criticism from old-school guys um, throughout his tenure. He's only 23 years old. So last year what he did at the age of 22 was absolutely amazing. And sure, you can argue, maybe people think Bryce Harper is a little better than he is because he's doing it at such a young age. You think that's part of the the issue there? Yeah. And he he has said that they need to make baseball exciting again. I have no problem with that if he's cocky, if he throws his bat after a home run. That's, I like that. I think baseball needs more of that. But just based based purely on numbers. You think they need more throwing bats? I think he's overrated. Throwing bats? I didn't mind when Jose Batista hit that walk-off and threw the bat. Okay. And that caused a big stir this year, but how long did we talk about that? Two, three weeks, him throwing a bat after a walk-off? That really upset people. I think it's kind of funny. As long as you don't hit somebody. Yeah. I mean, it was a bat flip. But who's our angry baseball caller? Marcus? Marcus, yeah. (laughs) Is that what you describe him as? Yeah, I need him to call in and tell me why Bryce Harper isn't as terrible as I think. Okay. Terrible maybe is a stretch, but I think he's overrated, you, Kelly. You, you don't think he's terrible? No, not at all. You think he's overrated? I just think in the argument for best player in baseball, I'd take four guy, five guys in front of him. Really? You care to name any of them? Uh, Trout, Carlos Carrera. Third baseman for the Astros, right? Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, okay. Might take Manny Machado. Machado. Those are all young guys. Yeah, and we're right? not even getting into pitchers, but pure hitters, I'll take them over Bryce Harper. What Machado's do you, do 24. Think? Machado's 24. Carrera's pretty young, right? 22? Something like that. Wow, yeah. Chris Bryant is very young. Yeah. They are all. They're very uh, – he's 24. Chris Bryant's 24. I'll take all of those guys before Bryce Harper. Is it because of this year, though? He's having a down year batting average. Career, wise. injuries. 
It's about halfway uh, through the year. Actually, it's more than he's he is 90. a feared hitter. He's got you power. Saw, you saw the Cubs walk him an entire series this year. But overall, career numbers, I'm just not sold on him yet. I think it's because we're making him out to be this Hall of Fame p- player based off his first four and a half years. And out of those four and a half years, one year has been great, and the others have not. He's almost like a, a legend uh, at the age of 23, right? Yeah. People are telling stories about his, I think he played one year of junior college baseball, something like that. Not the most conventional route. I think he did that. Maybe it was a prep school or something, but he batted like 600, batting average. Something absolutely insane. Some weird baseball, uh, college baseball or prep school where you used wooden bats, I think. Something like that. Um, and he's just historically great. And he's 23 now. Um, he's already a like five-time All-Star, I think. Something like that. So if you're looking for a face of the sport, which I think a lot of people are doing. Um, he should be up. To, he should be up there. He deserves to be. I'm not inconsist- arguing that. Okay. I think he's good for baseball. Okay. But you think he's overrated? Yes. Okay. If you could draft one player to start a baseball team today, Oof. going forward, you got him on his team on your team at his current age. You have him for the rest of his career. Going forward, you get to pick anyone. Chris Just, Bryant. Chris Bryant. Okay. What about you? Good question. Positional um, stuff comes into play. Bryant's what a third baseman. Golly, that's tough. Um. Maybe somebody like Jose Altuve, the second or the the, the guy for the the Astros. Um, I think you get somebody who 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 plays a little bit <clears throat> of a position that doesn't traditionally produce Xander Bogarts. Uh, maybe that guy for the Red Sox, if that's his name. One of the guys who who I like guys who in an era where there's obviously always going to be big hitting third baseman and first baseman and outfielders. If you can get a legitimate second baseman who's going to produce offense. Jose Altuve is 26 years old, tiny little guy. I think he's really short. Year in, year out, just produces for produces. a very long career. Yeah. He, he, he led um, the American League in hits in both 2014 and 15. I get what you're saying, but you're not taking him over Chris Bryant. Let's be real, especially with the age difference. I think Chris, Chris Bryant's – we saw it in the All-Star game. He's arguably one of the best players in baseball currently. Well, the cool thing right now is the guys that we're discussing are the Nationals, Bryce Harper's team, Chris Bryant's team, the Cubs, and then obviously the what's nothing short of a dynasty, the Giants. Those are the three teams with the best record in, in baseball right now. They all have 58 wins, um, and there's significant storylines behind all three. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. Where, Steve, you called for it. We've got him on the line. Yeah. We've, got, we've got Marcus on the line. Marcus, how are you this morning? Well, I'm doing great this morning. It's uh, 100 degrees outside so far, so must be summertime. Yeah. What do you got What do you got for us, Marcus? you think Bryce Harper is overrated? Well, let me put it to you this way. Overrated is when people talk about him his reputation exceeds his ability or production, right? Yes. Right, okay. Well, last year, 
Bryce Harper had 42 home runs, 124 walks, 118 runs, 99 RBIs, and hit 330. He was 22 years old. The only player who's ever in the history of baseball come close to that in his 20s was Babe Ruth. And Ruth was 25 before he hit those kind of numbers. So unless somebody said somewhere, Bryce Harper is the greatest baseball player of all time, better than Babe Ruth, I don't see how he's overrated. If he's having a little bit of a down year right now, yeah, he's hitting 245 with 20 homers and 55 RBI, right? Yeah. Anybody else who's 23 years old in the history of baseball, people are saying, well, that's phenomenal. Don't forget, he's only 23. And you're right. He, uh, this guy left high school to go to some odd junior college and hit 468 with 40-something homers. He had a wooden bat leap when he was 16 or 17 years old. Right? Nobody has ever done that. Now, is he kind of obnoxious sometimes to Jonathan Papelbon try and choke him out? Yeah, but I think that might have been good for him. Well, okay. We, Calm his ass down a little bit. I don't know. We, we appreciate the call, Marcus. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Actually, it looks like Steve's got a question for you. Steve. Hey, uh, Marcus, a couple quick hitters. Um, I'm going to give you a couple names. You tell me who's better, just real quick. Pete Rose or Ichiro Suzuki? Okay. Pete Rose. Uh, or what was the Ichi- first name I couldn't hear? The first name was Pete Rose or Ichiro. Oh my God! You gotta be kidding me, right? <laughs> David Ortiz or Mark McGuire? Wait, wait a second. Who's your answer for the first? It was one? Pete Rose. Let's be real. Okay, I just wanted to clarify, right? Marcus Pete Rose, right? Yes, obviously Pete Rose. Okay. okay. And who was the guy with Mark McGuire? David Ortiz. Oh, gotta tell you. I'll take Mark McGuire, but it's awful close. I love David Ortiz being a Red Sox fan, but uh, Mark McGuire did something that only one other guy in history did. Okay. And then, 30 home runs in a season. No. Here's the last one, wild card for you. Eddie Murray or Julio Franco? <laughs> well, I don't know. Franco, didn't he play first base when he was 50 years old or something? Yeah, he did. He did. I think they both yeah, played together. Yeah, being almost 50 myself, I have a lot of respect for that. So, But just one other thing. Just a minute ago, you guys were talking about if you could take one player in baseball to build your team around and keep it for your career. Somehow or another, you guys failed to mention Mike Trout. Yeah, we didn't we did not I, mention I don't know that. how that happened. You're right, yeah. yeah. But if I'm starting a baseball team tomorrow, Mike Trout is You're right. on my list. Yeah. Okay, ahead ahead of ahead of Bryce Harper. What? Mike Trout or Bryce Harper? You're taking Mike Trout? I, I, I think I'd take Trout first. He's only, what, a year older than Harper? Yes. But I would probably take Bryce Harper second. Okay. All right, thank you very much for the call, Marcus. Have a great rest of your weekend. We, as always, we appreciate your contribution. Thank you. Good stuff there from our man Marcus. Yeah. I appreciate the baseball talk. I, as I said, I know that's not always the most popular topic, but we're in America. This is baseball. Uh, you know, baseball season. That's yeah. what we talk about. Any other storylines? Preview the NFL for me. We are going to do our way too early picks for the 2016-2017 season 
NFL Super Bowl. We're going to pick who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl and who's going to win. When do we want to do that? We're ready we can to do, do it a little bit later. Let's get in some of these. Um, did you see some of these NFL stories? Uh, Le'Veon Bell could be suspended for the first four games. Yeah, tell our listeners about that. A little unique spin to that. Drug testing related. Le'Veon Bell missed last year, right? Missed a couple games last year. Missed a couple games last year. Yeah, usually people get suspended like n- for um, failing drug tests. Okay. Well, it turns out he, it's not official yet, but could be suspended for missing a drug test. And I believe the NFL PA, it's, it's stated that you can't get suspended for missing your first drug test. So he has missed several drug tests. I just read a report that says he has missed more than one drug test. So, so not, not failing drug tests, games. but yeah. he's missed them. Yes. So as much as I, I say, um, I admit I would use performance-enhancing drugs if I was in the right situation, yada, yada, yada. It's not exciting. It's an uh, irrelevant topic. It keeps coming back up. Now, is this marijuana? Is this recreational drug use? As we said, Von Miller last week, I think we pointed out he tested positive for ecstasy. Yeah, which has never been accused of being a performance-enhancing drug. So we don't know what Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon using. Bell got hurt last year, so who knows? Maybe it was something to bounce back from injury. Yeah, to be ready by the start of the season. Well, maybe he wasn't using. If we're being lit- maybe he just litigious. overslept. Maybe he just overslept twice. Um, maybe if we're uh, taking the lawyer's perspective, he just happened to miss these tests. So regardless of of the lack of um, intrigue in drug testing related. Stories on talk radio, it keeps coming up. Brock Lesnar. I mean, what's what sport has not been impacted by drug testing, and is not being significantly impacted by it right now? NBA. This day and age, it's hard. It's hard to say. I think NBA testing is pretty lax. They they get tested a specific number of times. I think maybe four. And then after that, they know that they won't get tested. Once you've had your fourth test, I'm not sure if that's the exact number, but you know you won't be tested again mm-hmm. till the end of the season. We don't hear too many stories about the top players in the NBA coming out. I bet you you'd be surprised, though. What? How many of them do, maybe not hardcore or anabolic steroids, but just leaner type, help you recover Oh, I believe HGH that. type. Some of these guys trying to extend their careers late yep. into their... You know, 30s. Or just, you know, you, during the season, you're playing back-to-back, sometimes three nights in a row, nine-game road trips. Chris Anderson just re-signed with the Cavaliers. He's 38. Have you ever seen him? Look at him. Do you think he's clean? Probably he's, not, but that could be more than PEDs, right? Yeah. Well, I guess drug usage and testing and in the enforcement – is a topic that continues to come up. So Le'Veon yeah. Bell, so, the running back yeah. for the, the Steelers, is out for how long? It's not official yet, but it could be four games. And I okay. believe he missed the first he did. four last year. The Steelers still played well. D'Angelo Williams stepped in. Yep. I mean, he, he played good. So They've got a... a, a more, I don't think it's going to hurt the Steelers that much. And you could argue over the course of a long season, if they're going to make a deep run into the playoffs, maybe resting is good. Oh, yeah. Uh, for a running back because you hear players all the time saying season's too long. If you're week 16 and you're not hurt, something's wrong. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's playing mm-hmm. injured. Everybody's going into the playoffs on you know some kind of a, an injury. I believe that entirely. 
if you're running back in the NFL, you get your ass kicked a lot. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell's been on and off the field quite a bit to start his career. I, I don't know how much you can really trust him when it comes to playing all 16 games, but the Steelers do have some good good options, and they have shown that they could be successful. D'Angelo Williams, they got um, Fitzgerald Toussaint. I believe that's his name out of Michigan. Running back. Yeah, he's pretty solid. So I think you just put players in the right situation. You could probably throw a handful of running backs, put them in the Steelers' backfield, and they're going to be successful. I'm not extremely familiar with the uh, offensive line for the, the Steelers right now. I think they have the brother. What's the one, guys? That Pouncey? I think there's a Pouncey up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've, when you've got stability at the quarterback position, say what you want about Big Ben. They have stability there. They have weapons. Uh, still got Mike Wallace, right? No. No, they don't. He's been uh, he's, he's been bouncing around. Quite so a so bit. not Mike Wallace. I'm sorry. I meant Antonio to say Anto- Brown. Antonio Brown. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, um, and I think he's best... arguably the best receiver in the NFL, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe according to some, maybe the best player in the NFL. Yeah, we're, we're actually going to head to a break. We're up against it. End of the first hour. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the weekend sports buzz. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be right back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Thank you. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Kelly Patrick, Steve Driver coming at you for hour number two. Through the second hour, we're going to discuss our way too early NFL Super Bowl picks for the upcoming season. If you were bored and you're not a baseball fan with our previous talk of America's favorite pastime, baseball, uh, chances are strong you'd be more intrigued with the NFL talk. NFL is the type talk, uh, it's easy to do at any time of the year. You can almost come in and just start talking about any NFL story and you you, you have interest for, across the board, regardless of where you're at. We don't have an NFL team here in Louisville, obviously, but everybody's got an NFL team that they've cheered for or they have interest across the league. Yep. Steve, I'll ask you, who are your picks for the upcoming Super Bowl? Okay. Both NFC and AFC. Let's start and with, give us a win. Let's start with the AFC. 
I struggled. The two teams that I liked that I thought would be there at the end of the season were um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. The Steelers battled a lot of injuries last year, both offensively and defensively, but they have a lot of those defensive players back. Just look at their linebackers. You got Shazier, uh, Bud Dupree, and uh, that kid out of Georgia, Jarvis Jones. So I think a lot of young talent on the defensive side that's going to step up. You can always count on Big Ben. You have a great offense. And then with the Patriots, on the other hand, I like their offseason moves. They got Martellus Bennett to pair up with Gronk. That's going to be tough. Uh, L.A. Rams released Chris Long. They picked him up. How good is he going to be just in a change of, change of scenery? D- if Deion Lewis comes back from injuries, he was great. Um, so they got a lot of talent. They traded Chandler Jones for um, Jonathan Cooper for the Cardinals. But at the end of the day, I chose the Steelers. So Steelers out of the AFC for me. NFC, I had to – NFC is stacked. Right, Kelly? Just on year in, year out, just 10 teams that are very good. And have quarterbacks. And have quarterbacks. Now, the team I took probably doesn't have the best quarterback, but I think they have the right collection of talent defensively. They have great talent, and they were, they were in the conversation last year for making the Super Bowl. I took the Arizona Cardinals. I think Larry Fitzgerald will go out, go out on top. I have them winning the Super Bowl. Arizona Cardinals, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Arizona has great running game, great defense. You got Chris Chris Johnson, Andre Ellington, David Johnson. Those are your three backs. So if one of them goes down, you're fine. You got Fitzgerald, John Brown, Michael Floyd. They uh, made the trade for Chandler Jones. They drafted Robert Mdichie. So their their defense is getting better, and they still have a high-powered offense. I like their coach, Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, no reason to be skeptical of Cam Newton's durability and, and uh, health. I mean, he's thirty-seven, I think, so he's up there in age. Uh, uh, Carson Palmer. Yeah, what did I say? Cam Newton. Yeah, Car- Carson Palmer is probably the X factor. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, he's thirty-six. If he's healthy, they, last year they they showed they showed if he's healthy. They could dominate. He's upright. He's not very mobile. And his worst game of his NFL career was that NFC Championship game against the Panthers. So I I don't don't see that happening again. Okay. Uh, We're going to get into more details about Steve Driver's picks this morning. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got our man Carolina Steve is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? What is the matter with that man beside of you? Has he been spitting blue? Didn't he know what happened in the playoffs last year when my Carolina Panthers got a hold for the Cardinals? Yeah, I, I would think so. They have 19 returning starters. Is he sniffing glue? I don't know. Um, but the, the Panthers have a lot coming back, and they don't have the aging quarterback that the Panthers have. I'm sorry, that the, that the Cardinals have. So, you're, Carolina, I take from it. You're picking your Carolina Panthers to make it back to the Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah, I'm picking them to win it. I don't care who they play. I'm picking them to win it. 
because of the fact, number one, they have the best linebacker in pro football. Agreed. Luke Cackley. They have the best quarterback in pro football, Cam Newton. I don't, I don't hear an agree on that. No, I, I don't agree with that. But, I mean, it's a, they're going to be there whenever you have the best defense in the NFL you have a strong chance of making the Super Bowl. And they can run the ball, and they they have a very stout defense. They did lose the one cornerback to the Redskins, didn't they? Yes, Josh Norman. He was significant. He was a shutdown corner, if there's such thing as one, in the NFL in 2016. They lost a cornerback, Carolina. Well, I uh, I still think Newton's the best quarterback, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But I do think Carolina will win because of the fact if from the front office all the way down, they built that team. And it's going to be good. Now, I don't know if y'all have heard this or not, but Jerry Richardson is looking to sell the Panthers. Wow, what do you think of that? Would they be relocating, or is there anything that, that impacts the team? Here's help. And guess who the leading candidate for it is? Michael Jordan. Bruton. Smith. Oh, the really rich guy. What else does he own? He owns like a race racetracks and stuff like that. Does he own the Kentucky Speedway? Owns about eight of them. Okay. And uh, his his son. And I guarantee you, if Bruton Smith comes in there, you're gonna see the best promoted team in the uh, NFL. They're gonna be good. I'm just glad to see uh, see them. And a mention of another former NFL coach. He's up the road about 90 miles from here trying to win the second year in a row. Coach Gibbs just pulling that. And, oh, by the way, only 49 more days till sport starts, which is college football. Y'all yeah. have a good day. Thank you very much for the call there, Carolina. You it's been a while since we've yeah. heard from Carolina. Got to appreciate him getting in on the action this morning. And a good call. Yeah. Can't really poke a bunch of holes in that. Carolina – uh, Panthers are a good team. They've got 19 returning starters from a team that went 15-1 and and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you lost a, cu- a couple of you, your biggest loss, Josh Norman. But uh, Charles at- Tillman and Jared Allen retired. But at the same time, you can't argue with the pick. They were there last year. you got to assume the defense is going to be just as good. Cam Newton's going to be just as good. One of his, his target is a wide receiver that got hurt last year. will be back. Who's that? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't. I don't have a computer in front of me, so I don't know off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But um, they're going to be there. I just Ted Yen. That, that was no, one thing. They didn't have much second up. year okay. receiver. He'll he'll be back though. Yeah, he doesn't have, and that's what's so special about Cam Newton. He did all that last year without many targets. Cam Newton, in my eyes, is like a Ben Roethlisberger with agility. Right? He's got a big arm. He's physically big. He can take a beating. I would I going forward I may choose him over. I may agree with Carolina that he's the most surefire bet to be elite in the NFL this year. Kelvin Benjamin. Okay, Kelvin Benjamin. What do you what are you trying to say that Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the NFC? It's, it's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Must have just forgot about Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think that Aaron Rodgers had a, a down year last year and when he's not passing well in his what? You give me a look? No, no, you're fine. Keep going. <laughs> if his if his passing game isn't working, what else does he do? He is definitely he is mobile, very mobile, underrated mobility. No, he, probably the he's most always... accurate passer. He's got just as big as arms, Cam Newton. 
Now, he doesn't have the defense that the Panthers have. But I would definitely take, in my eyes, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best the best quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not even a huge Packers fan. I just think he's that good. But uh, back to my picks, Cardinals, Steelers. I like it. They both have great defenses. Steelers will definitely have a better defense this year than last year. Both have a lot of returning starters. So are you going to poke some holes in my Cardinals-Steelers pick? I don't know that I can. Um, Who's the backup to Carson Palmer? That's my question. I am a a lifelong Bengals fan. Carson Palmer's 37. I don't doubt that when healthy... That is the biggest question of of my pick is, can Carson Palmer stay healthy? I like the... You know, I like their team, Kalias, and um, I mean, so much talent on defense. Larry Fitzgerald, other weapons. Look, I mean, I think Drew Stanton might be the. He was. Is he still? Let's see. Uh, Matt Barkley, they got him. He's been in the NFL so definitely for a not. Have options backing you up. Kevin but they just have a great team all around. They do, and, and I love it. I say Kalias Campbell. Uh, Often, when someone mentions J.J. Watt, I say I'd rather have Clyus Campbell. Just a big, strong, 6'8", 310-pound monster of a defensive end who can move. Um, so I, I really like the Cardinals. I don't know that I'll poke holes in it. Uh, Steelers, you can never count them out. Yeah, but young defense, I think it's just going to get better. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, th- I think for years to come, that linebacking core can just be really tough. You got a lot of young talent. Bud Dupree, Shazier. Shazier was hurt for a lot of the year last year. And I did watch a video where Shazier raced the wide receivers for the Steelers. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Okay. Marcus Wheaton. He won. Who? What position is Ryan he? Ryan Shazier, linebacker. For the Steelers. Interesting. Fastest guy on the team. Not always the most important. Vontae Spurkvick ran no, like he's a 4 8. He's a tackling machine. The okay. only thing was he was hurt a little bit of last year, but he, he'll be back. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502 384 1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now where we got our man, The Truth, is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Truth? All right. Hey, the guy know what he's talking about. You talk about defensive linebacker in the league uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you better look out. They're real young, too. You're going right along with Steve Driver's pick there, Truth. So do you pick the Steelers to come out of the AFC and go to the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I'm kind of a little the, the defense. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh defense. I think they got the best young defense uh, linebacker course. I think they're going to uh, be Hall of Fame. That's how if people don't realize the last three, four years, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been drafting uh, people in the first round. They've been linebackers. So, yep. And they've been, letting, they've been letting them play, and they're getting better and better every year. I, I still was running, uh, worried about Pittsburgh running game. Seems like my uh, running back like to party, smoke weeds, and hang out on 4th Street Live in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. And uh, Bill, I don't. Uh, I think I think the Steelers can go to the Super Bowl. What do you think about that? Certainly, that's Steve's pick. I mean, it's tough to count them out. They've got Ben Roethlisberger. He's got experience. Yeah. Say what you want about him, Big Ben. 
has similar qualities to what I described in Cam Newton in that he's just big and strong. He's a winner. He's a winner, yeah, and he, he knows what he's doing. Here's the key for the Steelers, and if you uh, – the Steelers uh, got one of the best center in the league. Uh, it's sad that he's been in the league the last – I think the last seven years, but he's been a pro boy his fourth uh, four years, but uh, he had a lot of uh, – I think like six surgery on his leg. He came from Florida to center. Yeah, he's one of, I mean, if we can keep our line healthy – you better look out because, I mean, I think right now if I give a, a, a edge a offense, I think the Dallas Cowboys offense, if they can keep Romo healthy, they're they going to be a dangerous team uh, offense. They got the running back from uh, Ohio State, and I think that's going to take a lot off of them uh, but because they got a nasty front line. I'm not going to hate on them. I don't like the Cowboys. But, you know, let's get down to business. You know the truth got set up to sleeve. You know how smooth and silk I am. Let's talk about the Hoosier Nation, baby. Let's talk about the, how great the Hoosier football team going to be this year. I'm excited about it because football needs to get ready to come up. My God, I, I'll tell you this. Indiana Hoosiers going to win eight ball games this year, man. What about that? Steve happens to be a resident Big Ten football fan, being an admitted Buckeyes fan. Steve, you think the Hoosiers are going to win eight games this year? They possibly could. I haven't looked at their schedule, but I've read that they got some good players coming back. Okay. Truth, sell, sell us on this Hoosiers team. I know they have a quarterback who put up hey, some big numbers I got, last year. I got surprised. I got a surprise for everybody. The pitch, uh, you know how great the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to be? The Indiana Hoosiers are going to finally have a defense. Their defense is going to be better than their offense. We can, we gonna, we gonna, you know, Indiana, we got one of the best offensive coaches in the country. Uh, he, uh, when he was at Oklahoma, he broke so many records uh, with, uh, with the uh, Hasma Trophy, uh, Brad, uh, Bradford, all of them. His problem is we just ain't never had no defense. We can score points in Bloomington. We can't stop nobody. We'll give up. We score 50 points. The other team scores 70 on. But this is going to be a good. If we, if our defense can rank number 44 in the country, we can win. Hey, right, I got another one to throw you out there. I'll tell you something else who I've been uh, uh, going to give credit to. I hate to do this. Don't think I'm uh, backslam on the Hoosier when I say this. Let's give Little Carton, a quarterback, some credit. How he done growed up. I'm I'm telling you what, he's going to be a top twenty quarterback this year. I didn't say a top ten, a top twenty. I think Little Carton don't don't be surprised. They be playing for the national championship this year. Yep. I I I, I that's, that's what I've been I've been reading. I've been reading some stuff saying Little Carton football team. Could be the best team in the ACC. What have y'all been hearing? Um, I could, I, I've could heard have, that Florida State will probably be the best team in the ACC. But I'm, uh, Florida State, definitely argue. Clem, Florida State and Clemson are consistently ranked higher right now, yeah. uh, according to most publications. However, uh, you never know in college football. It could happen. The team could get hot. They do have an electric quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who last year, as a true freshman, did some amazing things. Yeah. True. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate your insight on the NFL, uh, predicting your your Hoosiers college football, and also uh, a little little uh, throwing yeah. one out to Cards fans. Thank you very much, Truth. Have a great rest of your weekend. Uh,
he made some good points about the, some NFL teams. That I, I, I liked with. what he said about the Cowboys. Yeah, they just have to stay healthy. Well, I mean, that's the same for the Cardinals, right? Yeah. You get Tony I, I Romo. Cow- Cowboys even more. I think the Cardinals can su- sustain a quarterback injury better than the Cowboys That's can. fair. That's fair because Tony so, – so is Tony Romo one of the most irreplaceable players in the league? Maybe just because they don't have the depth, they don't have a replacement for him. That's Who's even their backup right now? It's Dak Prescott from Mississippi State. That's Second year that's or something. Who, the first year. First year. That's who they're depending on if Tony Romo gets hurt, which is just other teams can sustain in, quarterback injuries just better. They have better surrounding. Isn't it, isn't it wild? Tony Romo and Carson Palmer are so important this year, and they're both so old. Yeah. At some point, all these old guys—Big Ben, Eli, Romo, Palmer, Breeze—everybody's going to be retired soon, yeah. right? And then you see Romo goes. Romo gets hurt. Des Bryant, there goes his numbers. Yeah, he's not as successful. If I'm a, a backup quarterback, that's the situation I want to be in, though, right? Yeah, right. You got Des Bryant. Des Bryant's like one of the best athletes I've ever seen play any sport. Right? And then you could just hand the ball off all day. Yeah. Don't turn it over. Now, I'm not saying it'd be easy, but if I'm a backup quarterback, Tony Romo's fragile, has a history of getting hurt, right? Yeah. I'd want to go to the, the Cowboys. I don't know that Prescott's the guy to do it, but we'll yeah. see. And then he was talking about the Steelers linebackers, how you watch in the next couple of years, they will be great. Not, I hate the Steelers. I'm not a Steelers fan at all. But I think their linebacking core, they have drafted first-round linebackers the last couple of years. And um, Le'Veon Bell doesn't have very good balance, does he? You heard the truth touch on that. Not very good balance. Off the field partying too much. Oh, not very good balance, yeah. Yeah. No, missing drug tests. Yeah. Sounds like Truth had a little inside information on some 4th Street Live action, didn't he? Yeah, who was that? I I think he was talking about Le'Veon Bell. Interesting. (laughs) Le'Veon Bell was drafted, was projected as like the number one player in fantasy football going into last year. Yeah. A lot of people took him number one overall before. I think if he was healthy this year, he'd be a top three, four, top three pick. Yeah. So very interesting there. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're making our way too early Super Bowl picks. Thus far, basically the entire second hour has been devoted to those picks. Yeah. And he also... Last thing, we'll have to touch on breaking down the ACC later on, maybe we'll, next week. We will. Because there's a lot of good teams there. So you're saying it doesn't look, you don't know how, you think it's a little ambitious. He was playing to the, the masses by saying he picks the Cardinals to win the national championship. In or college he football. said compete. I don't know if he said a win, okay. but to do that, they'd probably have to win the ACC, which is... I think going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Clemson. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's back. Clemson coming off a very good year. They did lose a couple key players. And then I watched something the other day that Florida State is supposed to be just as good as they were a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, big year last year. He is exciting. Uh, Truth had some very well thought out points, actually. He said... Lamar Jackson's a really good option. He's going to have a big year this year. And then he clarified what I mean by big year is top 20 player. Top yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's a stretch Top either. 20 quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't either. I, I'm I glad he didn't say top 10. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think Truth came through with a big call this morning in Carolina, right? Yeah. Carolina is uh, obviously, hence Carolina Steve, he's going to be a Carolina Panthers fan. But 19 of 21 starters are back from a team that went 15-1. and one. How important is a shutdown corner in 2016? And is Norman, is that what he is? We'll definitely find out this year because the Redskins don't have the same defenses. The Panthers did last year. They're, they're not as good. That's they're not a, compatible. I am a Bengals fan, and it sucks to be a Bengals fan a lot of time. I think it would be even worse to be a fan of the Redskins. Yeah. Right? Anytime they sign a big free agent, everybody collectively across the country just rolls their eyes and goes, well, good for that guy. He's getting paid. He's not going to win. Dan Snyder, another mistake. Literally, that's what they do. At least my Bengals don't have a history of throwing money at everybody who wants money. I mean, that's what the Redskins have done. Bruce Smith at the end of his career. uh, I mean, Whitlock. There's just the list goes on and on. Albert Hainsworth. This is kind of different, though. Josh Norman's not at the end of his career. You're right. He's not at the end of his career, but is there any— And it's not like they're paying him record-breaking numbers. I think a lot of it is the Panthers just—they've shown the last couple of years they don't spend a ton of money on— Star players or free agents. Well, that's what teams do who win. Yeah. Right? You're right. Same with the Patriots. They don't do that. They do on occasion splurge, but it's remember they did it with Daryl Rivas a couple years ago for a one-year deal, I think, and they won the Super Bowl that year, and then he's gone. He wanted more money, I think. Yeah, yeah. He went back to the Jets, got more money. The Patriots did it in a smart way. If if they're going to spend money, they're like, all right, you're going to be in a contract year. You better perform. All right, we'll win a Super We'll take it. We got a Super Bowl. Now you can leave. <laughs> right? I, <know. laughs> I don't see the, uh, I don't know the exact details of Norman's contract with the Redskins, but I don't think it's like that. I think they're just like, here's a blank check. Do whatever you want, Norman. We don't even care about winning. That's the perception. Yeah. They've you, got the quarterback, though, right now, don't they? Who, the Red, Redskins? C- Cousins? Yeah. Do you think Josh Norman's the best corner in the league? Probably. Right? What about, um, there's a couple guys. That, Who? Patrick Peterson. Peterson at LSU for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, he's right up there. That's why the Cardinals are so tough is you can break down position any, by position. Yeah, any position on the, the Cardinals, and they're going to be tough. So um, I, I like your NFC pick. I cannot really disagree with the pick from Carolina, Steve. But if you look across the, the, the starting lineup and the defense on that Cardinals Roster, you know, um, it's it's very special. Calais Campbell, Patrick Peterson, even Frosty Rucker. Um, Tyron Matthew yep. will be back. For some reason, Matthews Chandler isn't Jones. listed here. Is, Matt, is Honey Badger still there? Yeah. Are you sure? Um, yeah. Okay. But not- they, they have weapons. Fitzgerald, John Brown. Michael Floyd. Why is he not listed on their starting lineup? Interesting. Okay. That's bizarre. But anyways, yeah, no, they have all sorts of talent across yeah, that team. The key is definitely Carson Palmer, though. I mean, if he goes down. When healthy, I, I, would, I could make a very serious case that the Bengals should have never gotten rid of him. It didn't, it didn't come back to haunt them, though. Maybe if 
Dalton wasn't su- successful, it could have hurt pretty bad. But. but there's not many quarterbacks out there who can make the throws that Carson Palmer has been able to make over his career, right? Yeah. See, I'm not really familiar with that whole situation, him sitting out. Yeah, obviously it was beyond the, the Bengals' choice. <laughs> he, he said, I'm the, I have $150 million in my bank account. I'll show you the receipt. I don't need to ever play football again. I refuse to ever play for the Bengals. So I worded it incorrectly when I said they shouldn't have got rid of him. But I guess my argument was a lot of Bengals fans did want to get rid of him at the time. Happy to see him go. My argument would be I think they may have been better off had they kept him. Stability at the quarterback position is valuable, especially when it's elite. And he has proven to be elite by what he's done with the, the Cardinals. Yeah, they have stability now, though. They do. Yeah, Andy Dalton takes a lot of heat from Bengals fans in general. And I am at the forefront of those criticisms. Really? I, I support him. Yeah. He had a huge year last year. Too bad he got hurt. A.J. McCarron had to come in. Yeah. Um, you know, no shade with A.J. McCarron. They Did, definitely should have won that playoff game, though. They should have. But hopefully I got to make my picks. So I'm going to make my picks here. Is that a little bit of a tease? Am I going to pick the Bengals? I, I wouldn't. Argue against you if you did. I think they're a very good team. I thought last year that they could make a run. Mm-hmm. They just have to get over that hump. I don't know what it is that's holding them back. I don't know if it's leadership. Because they had that game won last year. They just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Players just John at the refs. Just keep your composure. I don't know. They're missing something. Disappointing. You have Vontae's Perfect and Pac-Man Jones and yeah. some other guys who made some bad decisions as far as uh, is talking. That, is that coaching or is that just a product of the players that you have on your team? Uh, I think it's a combination. I know that's a cheap answer, but you bring in some guys who have troubled pasts, as they both do, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Vontae's perfect is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, oh, yet, yeah, he, yet but, he wasn't drafted yeah. for a reason. Yeah, He wasn't drafted out of seven rounds. Just by watching him, I think he's a punk. Uh, clearly. A great football player. He's an animal, but... No, he is. I'll take him on my team, watch though. Him you I want just, him on your team? Oh, maybe not. I, it'd be tough. Do I do I want that talent on my team? Yeah, but if you give me somebody close in talent without the headache of Fontes Perfect, I'd probably have the re- the other player. I don't know. It's a tough one. I like his talent, just not his attitude. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the weekend sports buzz this morning. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. I'm going to make my way-too-early Super Bowl picks for the 2016 and 17 NFL season. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be right back. Let me tell you, baby, what you mean to me. Let me tell you, baby. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside my man, um, I'm sorry, Steve Driver. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. The second hour of the show this morning, we have been doing our way too early Super Bowl 2016-2017 season 
picks. We're picking our, our, our teams and the winners. We had Steve pick the Cardinals against the Steelers. Who did you pick to win, Steve? I'm, I'm sorry. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I picked the uh, Cardinals. Uh, Fitzgerald's going to go out on top. Fitzgerald's going to retire right after the game. Yep. And he's going to go out on top. What a storybook career would that be? Yeah. And he's a good guy. He's been with one team his whole career. Very consistent. He's had a couple years where he's considered to drop off, but then he always comes back. Yeah, a lot of those years he didn't have very good quarterback play. Yeah. And Carson Palmer is a good quarterback. Yeah. When he's on, when he's healthy and he's upright. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action here on 1450 WXVW. We're the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville, southern Indiana market. We answer to one person and one person only. That's our owner, Dugan Ryan. We get to talk about whatever sports it is that, that interests you throughout the course of the week, uh, whether it be the Olympics, Major League Baseball, NFL preview, Louisville basketball, Louisville football, Kentucky football or basketball, whatever it is that intrigues you, we're here every Sunday morning to talk about it with you. Encourage you to give us a call. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Doing great. Appreciate you calling in. What do you have for us? Well, I just wanted to talk a little horse racing. Um, two great summer meets have just kicked off, and that is the very prestigious Saratoga meet up in New York and Del Mar, uh, which brings out a lot of the Hollywood elite. Uh, in California, and boy, they had a great day of racing at both venues yesterday. Capped off by the uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time uh, race last night, the San Diego Handicap, which featured uh, Bob Baffert's Dortmund. For those that remember Dortmund, he was actually the uh, the more heralded Baffert horse going into last year's Derby. Uh, Baffert brought two horses to the track last year. One was called Dortmund. It was a beautiful 17-hand, big, uh, impressive, very impressive winner of the uh, Santa Anita Derby. And then another horse in American Pharaoh. Well, we know what happened with American Pharaoh. Went on to uh, immortality, really, with the Breeders' Cup Classic capping off the Triple Crown. Well, Dortman was back at the races yesterday, and he looked very, very good. But unfortunately, he ran into California Chrome who is absolutely the best horse in the world right now, coming off his uh, very dominant performance in the World Cup uh, that he won at, uh, in, uh, over in uh, Dubai. He came back, and what a classic race it was last night, and a stretch duel. If you get a chance, Google it. Tremendous race. California Chrome won by about a half a length. He did have, since it was a handicap, he did carry five pounds more Dortmund, but immediately after the wire, Dortmund passed him. It was a mile and eight, which really is going to set things good for the uh, Pacific Classic. The Pacific Classic is the premier uh, older horse race of the year. Those two will come back in the Pacific Classic in the bottom of Del Mar, and they'll, they'll go against last year's Pacific Classic winner, the, the Philly Beholder. So, uh, very good for horse racing last night. A fantastic addition of the San Diego Handicap. But uh, Saratoga had a great day. Also, great day. So it was really good to see horse racing uh, at its best. And it certainly was when those two premier meets opened up. So I wanted to share that with you, listeners. 
Appreciate the horse racing update, Brian. Um, any intrigue for you on the landscape of the the, Olymp- the Olympics that were, were coming up? I'm really interested in seeing what happens in the Olympics. One, I'm interested to see if they uh, if it actually goes. I mean, you know, there's still security threats. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with golf. You know, golf's come back for the first time in a hundred years. We've heard about a lot of defections coming out. But obviously, we want to see the major Olympic sports, track and field, gymnastics, swimming, and uh, I just really hope it goes off without a hitch, and uh, I think it will, but you, boy, you never know. You read all kind of conflicting reports coming out of uh, Brazil, so uh, I am interested in seeing the Olympics. Um, we've got one more major in golf coming up. The PGA Championship is going to be next weekend, and they had to jam that all in to get ready for the Olympics, uh, so... It's uh, very interesting what's going on. The Canadian Open involved going on this week, and uh, we've got world number one in Jason Day who's there and pretty competitive, and then we've got uh, world number two, uh, DJ Justin Johnson. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that works out, too. So they're battling today uh, in, uh, up in Toronto uh, in the Canadian Open. But, yeah, I am very interested in seeing the... Uh, and what happens with the Olympics, I just hope it uh, all goes off and there's no, uh, no Zika problems or anything else. And uh, security is, uh, uh, is good for all those great athletes. Good stuff, Brian. We appreciate your update on everything, Olympics preview, and your horse racing update. Always good to, to stay in tune with the world of horse racing. I, I liked that I heard the name American Pharaoh, Brian. Yeah, I mean, he. He still warms the hearts of every horse racing. What he did last year, of course, he's uh, he's been retired just uh, down the road in Lexington at Coolmore Farms. But what he did last year, not just in the unprecedented uh, breaking the 35-year jinx on the Triple Crown, but what he did at Keeneland in the Breeders' Cup Classic definitely put him in rare air right there, in my opinion, with the Secretariat and some of the greatest horses of our lifetime. So, uh, it was good to, you know, have him remembered yesterday when we saw his stablemate, Dortman, come in. I really like Dortman going forward. Uh, California Chrome, it's really nice to have a derby winner who won two years ago in training. So Chrome is back, and he, he's doing very well, and, there, and, and there's rumors that he may run again as a six-year-old next year, which would just be fantastic for horse racing. But uh, he's sure, he sure cashing some big checks. And uh, the Pacific Dollar Pacific Classics next on his list, but I'm really interested to see how Dortmund develops, and I would not be surprised uh, Dortmund is, uh, is, if he doesn't uh, become a real factor in the older handicap division, which is going to be capped off by the uh, Classic again this year. It's going to be run at uh, at Del Mar. No, I'm sorry, Santa Anita this year. Del Mar next year before it comes back to Churchill Downs in 2018. Good stuff there, Brian. When we're talking about any sport, it helps for our listeners if you play the hits. And if you talk American Pharaoh, California Chrome, even Dortmund, those are names that we all recognize. So it really helps to keep everyone engaged in the, the horse racing scene. Thank you very much for your call, Brian. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Great show. Enjoy listening. Thank you very much there, Brian. We appreciate that. Good stuff there. Uh, nice to stay a little bit up to speed on the world of horse racing. We are in Louisville, after all. Um, uh, back to, I, I guess, what, what's taken over our second hour of the show would be 
uh, NFL way too early Super Bowl picks for 2016, 2017. Got a message from our man, Gary Lockard, uh, said that some of the problems he has with any NFL team is when they have a quarterback, such as the New Orleans Saints, have Drew Brees, historically great quarterback, and you look at the rankings, defensive rankings, and they rank right at the very end, right at the very bottom of the league in defensive passing, defensive rushing uh, production. So they're the worst defensive team in the league. How horrible is that? You have the opportunity. It's a quarterback-driven league for the most part, few exceptions, and your, your team ranks right at the end uh, or right at the bottom as far as productivity on the de- defensive end of the ball. Uh, once again, Gary Lockard hosts his own show here. Uh, Triple Threat Talk with Doc and Jimmy Bigger is on on Thursdays from 7 to 9. Right now they're on week four of their NFL preview talking AFC South and specifically the Saints. Yeah. Is something that he wanted to get in on this There's morning. There's a couple teams that the, the Saints, some people think Breeze had a down year last year. If you look at his numbers, he had a very good year. They struggled on defense. That's the perception. A lot of times, yeah. unless you actually look at the numbers. Or Matt Ryan and the Falcons, he's never had a great defense behind him, and he's al- he's always had good year after good year. So what we're talking about right now morphed into an AFC. Actually, that's NFC South, Matt Ryan. Um, what about what do you think of the Texans if we're talking AFC South? I, they should be good. I, nowadays, you just have to base it. If you're going to make the playoffs and win a game, you have to have a – pretty good quarterbacks or basing a lot of it on Brock Osweiler but besides him I think they had a good draft they made the playoffs last year on a rotation of four quarterbacks I like a lot of their player players they have I think when you keep a coach in the same position and you're successful over time you're only going to get better I like Bill O'Brien there I think they if they stay healthy they could be why are you so high on Bill O'Brien I don't think there's anything in particular that stands out. I just think he's a good coach. I think his players respect him. Okay. I think he has good assistants. I I just think they have the the talents there. It's all they needed was a quarterback. If Osweiler J- can stay stay healthy and play good, I think they should make the playoffs and possibly win a game or two. Okay. Beyond JJ Watt, do they have a good defense? I think they still have Jonathan Joseph, who was a Bengal for a while. They have. You could argue he's maybe like a defensive shutdown corner, right? Yeah, Clowney can stay healthy. He'll be he'll be good. Forgot about Clowney. <laughs> yeah, but they had somebody filling in for him last year that was they have really Cushing. solid. They have Cushing. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to hear your your Super Bowl picks though. I we don't have much time left. I'd sure. definitely like to poke a lot of holes in those. Sure, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm a lifelong Bengals fan. And I predict the Cincinnati Bengals will not only make it to the Super Bowl this year, they're going to win the no. Super Bowl. Steve Driver, yes, the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Last year, Andy Dalton had the best season of his career. He's only getting better. If you actually rank him historically as far as his statistics, he's a great quarterback. I think he is. Right? Numbers-wise, now, I'm not claiming he's actually as good as Cam Newton or is he as, as good as maybe even Andrew Luck or anybody like that. Tom Brady, there's five, ten quarterbacks better than him. That's okay. The Bengals have a team. They don't have the best wide receiver depth this year, but they've still got A.J. Green. If you're going to set up a situation where someone like Eifert or another receiver is going to step up and be a second option, what better way to do it than have A.J. Green out there? I mean, A.J. Green's yeah. as talented as they come. Yeah. 
They have a great offensive line. Uh, Gio Bernard. Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. Gio out of they, Miami. They got, they, Hill out of LSU. I mean, they've got talent. Man. Yeah. And I'm not even talking yet about their defense. Because Marvin Lewis, as much as you want to harp on Marvin Lewis, he's the all-time winning, winningest coach in the history of the Bengals. Second tenured coach in the NFL. And he has something called continuity on the defensive side of the ball. So year in, year out, this Bengals team ranks in the upper echelon these days of defense. Gary pointed out that teams who fumble away because of their defensive inadequacies, that's not the Bengals. They've got Geno Atkins. They've got players everywhere on defense. Yeah, and we were talking about that the AFC is kind of, besides the Patriots who are there every year, the AFC is pretty wide open. Yeah. I would look at I think I think the Bengals lost a couple of things that could that could hurt them. I don't think their regular season will be as good as it was last year. Uh Sanu and Marvin Jones, they lost them. They they replaced them with Brandon LaFell and uh I think they had a second round pick, Tyler Boyd Boyd out of uh Pitt. Yep. But um Reggie Nelson, Andre Smith, you could say That's not I don't know not- how great they were, but didn't help. I think the biggest loss, though, is Hugh Jackson. Okay. What do you think about that? Hugh Jackson's a very respected guy in the NFL, almost every NFL circle, right? Yeah. Um, that's okay, though. I mean, they lost Jay Gruden and their defensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer the and year they before. they were fine. They, were, they survived it. You're right. Among coaching staffs, continuity is valuable. And Marvin Lewis, I believe in him. 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line. I believe in Marvin Lewis. Who are they going to beat? Am I crazy? Who are they going to beat in the Super Bowl? Carolina Panthers. Okay, take uh, them and bounce back. Yep. I think the NFC is t- tougher to pick than the AFC by far. Really? Yeah, you just look at the Panthers in general. I think that division is going to be a lot better this year with the Falcons and the Saints. Buccaneers are a young, up-and-coming team. I've heard you mention the Falcons like four or five times today. Maybe not on the radio, have I? I, th- I feel like you have. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I like them. I think they got a lot of young talent. Dan Quinn, I like him. Old coordinator from the Seahawks. Do you believe in... Are you a Matt Ryan believer? Yeah, I think he's good. Who would you compare him to? Just because I, I kind of get upset when, oh, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's not great. I think football is one of the sports where... There's so many other factors that you can't pin a Super Bowl on one player. I I do like Matt Ryan. I think he's clutch. He really hasn't had much around him. Julio Jones probably, but he's hurt year in, year out. Last year he just didn't have a very good defense. They've been drafting defense the last couple of years since Dan Quinn arrived. I think within the next year or two, you'll see that the Falcons will be in the conversation He's 31 years old. Seems like only yesterday when we saw all the hype before the draft at a Boston college, right? Yeah. Um, there was all sorts of analysis that was saying, um, I mean, analysts dissect the quarterback position from every angle so much. And he basically went throughout that entire process and passed with flying colors and was taken top five. And in hindsight, I guess you got to say it was a good decision, right? I mean, you look at his numbers here. And speaking of the Falcons, they did pick up uh, your man, Mohamed Sanu. 
Okay. Also, have a couple Alex Mack, center from the Browns, probably top five center in the league. Pro bowler. What about on defense? Didn't they get somebody on defense? Um, I think just they just been drafting some good defensive players. Courtney Opshaw, that that might be their biggest pass rusher defensive addition throughout free agency. They uh, released Roddy White. When you have Julio Jones, you know what's funny is, I remember looking back on NFL drafts is always interesting. But remember when they drafted Julio Jones, fifth overall or something, as a receiver, and everybody was like, they've got Roddy White, why are they doing that? Stupid. Thank God they did. Julio Jones is legitimate, right? Oh, yeah. Is he the best receiver in the league? Well, it's between him and Antonio Brown, but I watched a lot of Julio Jones last year. So he's unbelievable. He really is. I think it's it's a toss-up between those two, really. You can make an argument either way, and I'll say, yeah, you're right. It's it's a tough it's a tough one. Um, so I'm picking the Bengals to defeat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. Okay. You think that's going out on quite a limb? I think the the AFC side of it, yes. Really? Yeah. You you chose the Steelers out of the AFC North. Yes, I did. You think the Patriots have a better chance than the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. The Bengals got to start by winning a playoff game, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. I have more confidence I think they in can the make Steelers it to the or Super the Patriots when it comes to the playoffs. Even the Ravens when it comes to the playoffs than I do the Bengals. That's fair. They haven't won a, super, uh, a playoff game in a very long time. Yeah, I can't deny the talent that the Bengals have. And the continuity. I'll preach continuity. That continuity should have won, won that game for him last year, though. It did. It should have. You're right. It did not win it. They had uh, Vontaze Perfect, Adam Jones. That was a... Even it, Jeremy Hill came out on the field. <laughs> they threw that one And away. then I think the, only one of the Bengals players like came out to shake hands or something. It was a p- horrible display. Of professionalism. Yeah. It may have been blown out of proportion because it was on a prime time, right? It was the... Um, Everybody's the, watching, though. Everybody was watching, right? It's the playoffs. Yeah, it's the playoffs, but that really got a bunch of negative publicity for that team, right? Yeah. But they're keeping Marvin Lewis, and it, I don't, it's not a problem to keep Marvin Lewis. At this stage... He has proven to be able to put a defensive unit together and to produce. And if nothing else, that'll keep you in at this stage of the year. The Bengals have a chance to make the Super Bowl. We know they do because they've got a stable defense. Yeah, one of the best secondaries. One of the best secondaries. Guys on the bench that could start for other teams. One of the closest to uh, modern incarnations of Warren Sapp. Am I exaggerating? Geno Atkins, how high are you on Geno Atkins? I mean, his numbers show that he's that he's great. Puts up numbers year in year out. Six foot one, two hundred eighty six pounds. So they just need some kind of they need veteran leadership. You'd think Adam Jones would not be an idiot on the field. Why would you think that? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he was a free agent this year though, and they brought him back. I like him. He's a solid punt returner. Um, he's, he's very a, good. I, one person had a touchdown on him last year, DeAndre Hopkins, and it was a, just a crazy, amazing catch. But he only gave up one touchdown. 
That's that's probably somebody we leave out when it comes to best corners in the league. He doesn't get paid like it, and he's not really rated that high. You know, he doesn't get paid like top. He's of, tough though. If you watch him, he's thirty-two years old, so he's almost getting up there in age. He's yeah, he, he's been in the league for a while. One of my favorite interviews I've ever heard ever is on fourteen fifty WXVW when Montrell Jones had his show a few years ago. He got Adam Jones on and interviewed him, asked him some real hard-hitting questions about his controversial NBA All-Star weekend. Yep. Where, in uh, Vegas. In Vegas, where he famously had an altercation at the strip club. Yeah. And uh, was making it rain, ended up, I think, assaulting a woman. So he doesn't deserve consideration for our balance Hall of Fame. Oh, no. No. Let's not get carried he away. He went too far. On the field, great player. The balance off the field, not so much. But he has made a solid career out of it. He was drafted number six overall. He got money there. And he's still playing 11 years after he was drafted. Yeah. That's impressive in the NFL, right? Yep. So he, he, he's at least got some discipline to him. But no, he doesn't deserve consideration. Regarding our balance Hall of Fame, we didn't get into it as, in much detail today as we'd like to. Next week, we're going to have a whole little segment where we – Thus far, we've only discussed Rob Gronkowski and Derek Jeter. Yeah, we can add a couple more. We'll add a couple more, but we're going to take this serious. Yeah. Also, give a couple names that we don't think should be in it. Adam Jones. Peyton Manning. (laughs) Peyton Manning. I love the, if you pick somebody, you give them negative points for being dorky. Yeah. Who else? Not enough excitement off the field. Funny commercials don't count. Scripted funny commercials. Yeah, you're acting. Somebody else wrote that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, of guys who produce at a high level. We'll, we'll come up with some. Yeah. Um, who, who maybe need to loosen up a little bit. Back to the Bengals, though. I think the loss of Marvin Jones, Muhammad Sanu, it doesn't look big on paper, but I think it could hurt. Is LaFell really going to make up that? Those guys are replaceable. They're going to need some young guys to step up. They will, but that can happen. Kevin Walter stepped up for this team years ago. Off the practice squad. When you have a guy like AJ Green, hopefully somebody can step up. You got Tyler Eifert. You got I mean you got Yeah. You got weapons. Needless to say, in February, you'll be telling me how smart I am. No, I will never do that, even if I should. Thanks for tuning in. Steve and I will be back next Sunday from 9 to 11 for more weekend sports buzz. Top of the top of the above again.